Welcome to the Woohoo Crew podcast, where cosmic culture meets pop culture, where we discuss topics like astrology, numerology, the mind-body connection, as well as sports, music, and entertainment. I'm your host, Brandon. I'm joined by my co-host, my pseudo-guru, Cheryl. We are the Woohoo Crew. Hello, Cheryl, my pseudo-guru. Welcome to episode 19. Let me start off the show as I do every week by asking you, did you catch any woohoo recently? Woohoo, Brandon. Yes, I needed some. I was feeling very foggy and slow and hashtag law. That's no good. (laughs) Yeah. I think mainly because I had turned down something and, and I didn't really feel like I should have turned it down. And I was, it, it was just, I was stuck on it. And I, I, um, it, I didn't have clarity around it. And, and then I went to my daughters who are very much give me a lot of currency and a lot of wisdom. And one of them happened to really yell at me about it. And you know, <laughs> sometimes you need that fire. Sure. Like there's people that give you the nectar of like, oh, sure. You, you know, you're just doing the best you can. Yeah. And she, she, which my mom was like that. You're doing the best you can, but I think you should have taken it. You know, my mom was real sweet about it. My daughter, Annabelle, it was great. It was everything I needed to hear. And she let me have it. It was great. Okay. And um, so she helped me make this decision. And, you know, when I think about when I go for how I want to spend my currency, like what is worthy of my time, what I want to pay attention to, like the, the awareness that I want to buy, I run it through these two measures. How high was my intelligence at the time and how wide was my heart? And I think when I made that decision that, that wasn't sitting well with me, I feel like I made it from a low point of intelligence and from a very narrow uh, version of my heart, maybe even a little bit of a bitterness, like, oh, I'm not going to do this. And so when I, then when I consider my lineage, I definitely want to make all my ancestors that have, that have come before me proud. And then everybody that comes after me proud. So mm-hmm. you know, that, so of course, like my daughters in particular, I want to know their feedback and they're always want also wanting to be proud too, and wanting to make sure that I, my lineage is, is there, is, is um, intact, um, um, fulfilling my soul's desire for my lineage. So yeah, it was great. And, and since then, and so I had to call the person and um, say, look, I made a mistake. And that was, that gave me a lot too, because, you know, I don't know, maybe I have that thing where I need to be right, or <laughs> maybe I'm... <laughs> So how was, what was the reaction from the person when you said you made a mistake? So gracious, so understanding, and it's great. So everything's back on. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Props to, props to Annabelle. That was, that was some pretty solid uh, consulting there on her part. It was great. And she's right, just right from her, you know, that fire just came right out and she's a, she's an Aries moon. I'm trying to get her to come on during Aries season. She's, she's has a lot going on. We'll sure. see if it can go around, but she, um, she really let me let she, I got to see it from her vantage point, which was very high. Yeah. And then she's also known me right her whole life. So she's like, why would you say no to this? You know? Yeah. So it was great. Have you ever had that where 
either your your children have you have your children ever given nah. you a vantage point yeah but they're too i think they're too young to probably i mean they've taught me things but no not anything like that i i have gone through some similar things like that where somebody close to me has said dude what are you thinking and uh and sometimes you just need sort of a snap back into reality you mentioned how you like to sort of judge or how you look back on where your heart and your intelligence levels were at the time you made that decision. That's pretty cool. I, are you always able to do that or like, cause you sort of have to remember the exact moment of, you know, where you were, is that hard for you to do? When I went back to the, the, to the measurement, right. When I made the decision, I, I did go, I was able to go back to that. And yeah. Okay. That it. it was definitely wasn't like my highest self. It was my uh, I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to even bother with this, you know? So you remember at that time you were kind of just, you were feeling blood. And mm-hmm. so that's, all right. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think most people could probably remember certain, you know, recent periods in their life. So that's, that's a pretty good, that's probably a pretty good tool for a lot of people to use. Yeah. Not to make a decision when <laughs> your intelligence, yeah. your right. intuition feels low and your heart feels narrow. That's not the time to make a decision. And don't go to the grocery <laughs> store when you're hungry. Okay. Right. That's a, that's a big one that I've learned. <laughs> that's a very good one too. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, good stuff. We will see you back in the first quarter. First quarter, reason for the season. Woohoo! Okay, first quarter, Cheryl, what's going on in the Cosmos? Big stuff this week. We have full moon in Virgo yeah. this day. And on Sunday is the equinox. Oh my, that's, that's huge. Even yeah. I know that's huge. Yes. <laughs> Good for you. So this is the time with the Virgo Pisces access to refine and realign the truth of what service and healing mean to you. And so uh, I feel very aligned <laughs> with the astrologically because when Annabelle had said, when you get the call, you go. Yeah. And she referred to Batman when he gets the signal. He, d- he doesn't say, well, I'm doing something else right now. Well, that's right. Yeah. You got the bad signal and you didn't, <laughs> and you didn't respond right away until I, Annabelle basically said, Hey, superhero mom, you gotta, yeah. you gotta look out for the people of Metropolis or that might be Superman. <laughs> I don't really know. I, I think, I feel like Batman and Superman serve the same people, but I could be wrong in that. Well, don't all the super, I mean, all the superheroes serve. Gotham, oh gosh, we're going to get calls. Gotham City, that's Batman City. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, people. Metropolis <laughs> is so Superman. And they all have different ways they get the call, right? Um, I think Batman's the only one that has an official signal. I mean, okay. you could probably go deep into the Marvel and uh, DC comic world and find some others, but like Superman just, he just changes, he sees the trouble and he just goes into a phone booth, which I don't really, that's interesting. We don't have phone booths anymore. So I wonder how he changes clothes. Yeah, we'll, really. We'll have to ask somebody on that. But then I think the signal is just a Batman thing. Mm. So Annabelle properly quoted the superhero signal. Okay. Yeah. Well, she was aligned astrologically. Yeah. Yep. So this is our time. So Pisces is the connection to spirit, the oneness. 
and Virgo with the full moon, the, polar, the polarity of Pisces, the flip side of the coin is the analytical, the logical, the practical, the refined, precise, looking for perfection and it's service. So it's the healer and the service and, and Pisces is water. Virgo is earth, the, the, the herbalist would be the Virgo. And this is the time to integrate both, integrate the, the analytical, the logical, the practical with the dream and come into balance. And that's the real magic. And it happens right before the equinox, which is when everything is in balance. So it's easier to get in balance and to, to receive those equinox codes to get organized. So you have a logical, practical, grounded with your spiritual dreams and visions. Okay. And so all around the world, people are going to be honoring this equinox coming up. So here, well, we will be honoring going into spring, but, mm -hmm. but some will be honoring going into fall, but it's still a big deal. Each, each, we have two equinoxes a year and each one is when day and night is equal. Okay. So it's a time to take grounded practical action and, and find that balance between expecting miracles and, and taking action steps toward your desires. And so you have to realize which one you are. If you're just always doing meditations and, and just expecting miracles and out talking to trees and everything and your guides, but you're not doing anything versus if you're always taking these action steps and you're working really hard, but you're not doing the, the vision, the meditations. Mm -hmm. So you want finding the balance between, between that helps to bring the mundane into the magic and the magic into the mundane. Got it. So if you fall into one of those two categories, you need to balance it out with the other. And what about the well-rounded folks out there that already have the balance, anything they can do? Yeah, it's going to be great when you, when you're perfectly imbalanced for all of you out there, yeah. <laughs> okay. this is the time to sort and edit all of that raw creative energy and sort what's necessary from what's not necessary yeah, with that Virgo, the Virgo currency and get to what's real and true that that's part of your dream so that you can transition into into the the next season so what's interesting is virgo virgo we transition into fall and pisces we transition into spring so both both are the of the, these polarities where our full moon is coming in the seasons of pisces is right before the equinox so what will you be doing? Is that too personal of a question if I ask you what you're doing on Sunday? No, you can okay. totally always ask me. Um, so the, also, this is the time for the true service of your spiritual development. So I will be, well, the day before, I'm having woohooers over to our woohoo house wow. to discuss what to do coming up with the next six seasons, starting with Aries. Yeah. And this is a prime time for anybody new that wants to learn how to craft their days. If any of you listeners want to know how to craft your days, learn how to catch the currency, the, the woohoo currency, how to look for signs and symbols and be in alignment with your blueprint as well as the universal blueprint. This is the time. So they're all coming over on Saturday, which I'm really excited. I have lots of meditations lined up and 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 then on Sunday I'm I'm teaching a course for Highland yoga. I teach um, 
I'm part of their faculty. I have been since they started. So I'll be doing that on the chakras. I'm excited to do that as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, let's go back to Saturday for a second. So this is the first, uh, the first of the 12 seasons coming up, the start of it. Mm -hmm. uh with the equinox and um so we've created the the woohoo craft right and that's we've talked about Mm -hmm. it a little bit on the show and so now with the conclusion of this current season we would have gone six seasons through and um from what i can tell people are really 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 digging it it's something as somebody who has you know was just exposed to to a lot of this six months ago I could see such a value of starting this, this program, like basically the first season of the year, you almost need to go through it for 12, 12 full seasons, you know, one calendar year to really get a holistic sort of understanding of how everything's connected. So where, where do people go if they want to find out more about this? I like that you said holistic, because that's true. Cause it'd be, it's interesting to talk about Capricorn during like Pisces season, you know, it's, 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 you obviously you can do it, but when you talk, when you discuss it during the actual season, it just has more potency. So woohoo, woohoo.com, three O's, three O's. So let me ask you this. I sort of know it's like kind of one of those things where you, you know, something and you just can't really articulate it very well. You can do this much better than, than I can. Why is starting something like woohoo craft right at the, at the spring equinox? Why is that more beneficial than any other time of the year? We start with Aries season, which correlates to the first house, which is your rising sign. So to understand what your rising sign is and how, what that means to you and, and know what your first house is, then you'll, you'll understand all of the, the 12 houses and right. the correlation of the planets and the signs. Gotcha. And so we've talked about this too, like one of, and this is what led to a few episodes ago when we went through my chart, but one of, and this is something we're going to do. Uh, we want to do a better job of is getting people to understand their individual chart. And and once they understand that, a lot of this stuff just sort of falls into place and it kind of makes more sense, you know? And, um, and so no, there's no better time to do something like that than basically right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you want to understand yourself, learn your chart and what yeah. it means and be in community with others that are doing that as well. And, right. and not, it's, it's understanding your chart, not like really for your moods and your personalities. I mean, that's a little bit of it. It's more so your gifts and talents and your soul's purpose and to see how the planets are helping you and your, the archetypes of the signs are helping you and the houses are the arenas of where it takes place. And also how you you can bring your gifts into your work that affects the whole, that affects the, the that affects humanity. Mm-hmm. And to have, to have a community that's doing the same thing, I think it's very, very powerful. I'm going to take it a step further and, and say, you know, understanding the people that are, you're around the most, like, you know, your significant other, your spouse, best friend, parents, kids, mm-hmm. you know, how many times during some of the woohoo crafts that, you know, sessions or just times when we have everybody on a zoom call together you know how many times people are talking about you know my husband's you know this or you know my 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 friend is this and just understanding other people as well around you is really cool it helps cultivate curiosity and empathy which we all need right now (laughs) more of that i think to to have understanding and stop making stop getting offended so easily 
when you Scott. can understand someone else's, your own blueprint and someone else's as well. Absolutely. I, I use it to manipulate my wife in arguments. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so if nothing else, it's hugely beneficial to me for that reason. Just kidding. Okay, all you have to, yeah, all you have to say is I have my son in Scorpio. And I say that a lot. Well, my moon in Scorpio. So I'm right. going to be resentful for a while and I'm going to hold a grudge and I'm right. going to be paranoid. <laughs> whatever right, this right. is. Well, yeah, of course I'm paranoid. My moon is in Scorpio. Um <laughs> Well, and I got to tell you too, just in, you know, over the last six months, you, in just generally talking to you and we'll just, something will come up about our lives and you'll point out whether something about my chart or something about the season that just makes sense. You're like, well, it's, it's Capricorn season or you have a moon in Aries. And I'm like, holy cow, you're right. And that makes sense. And and you get a very quick and easy understanding as to why sometimes things that seem to happen uh, just for the hell of it really don't. And there's a meaning to it. And I've learned that a lot. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, it's a, there's a science to it. There's an organization to it. And it's also, for me, just fun to, for, to think of each day, the planetary days, and in correlation to each season, and then to have a breath each day, a mantra, and then to move the physical body too. So we do that with woohoo. It's not just talk, talk, talk. Yeah. It's also how to live your life, how to design your days, how to design places in your house. Like what, like for instance, now it's Pisces. So where, where is, where are the, where's the Pisces, where are the Pisces arenas in your home? One of them would be the shelves, the unseen, you know, like the 12th house, like behind the scenes. That yeah. those areas and of course the bedroom and what to do there what colors to put things to put just to enhance the the energy there to make it work for you in your own space yeah that's awesome okay so woohoo woohoo three o's woohoo woohoo.com check it out there's some information on the website you can certainly contact uh, one of us and we we would love to get you started right now at the beginning of Aries season. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. All right. We'll see you back for the second quarter. Second quarter. Woo wire. We're back. Second quarter. I tell a story. Pseudo guru channels a cosmic force on the woohoo wire. And we ask that cosmic force a question about my story. Today, I want to talk about bathing. That's right, baths and showers, but more specifically, ice baths and cold showers. I've never done either of them. Well, there, there was that one time I was forced to take a cold shower because our hot water heater broke. And I got to tell you, I've broken bones. I've walked six miles in a blizzard once. I've sat through every Disney movie they've ever made, and I would do them all over again before I willingly take a cold shower. That might be a little strong. The truth is I'm kind of fascinated by them, especially by the people that I know who take them regularly. We had the lovely Felicia Ruth on our show a few weeks ago, the creator of the official woohoo song. And she mentioned taking ice, ice baths regularly. My own partner on this podcast tells me that she takes cold showers. Half the celebrity population takes the ice baths. Lady Gaga, Kevin Hart, Drake, LeBron James, Usain Bolt. The fastest man on the planet, Usain Bolt, takes ice baths. So I'm starting to think that there may be something to this. But 
not just because famous people put out Instagram photos of themselves freezing horrendously in a bathtub filled with ice and cold water, because I don't, I don't trust those people yet. So I did some digging. Turns out ice baths are pretty darn good for you. They help with sore muscles. They improve your recovery time after a workout. Improves your circulation, builds your immune system. And some even say it makes you happier. I'm very skeptical on the last one. But turns out cold showers are good for you too. So I'll admit that these crazy ice bath and shower things that people have been doing appear to have a lot of health benefits. So my question this week is, how much is this health benefit from ice baths and cold showers really? Or are the benefits so negligent that warm-blooded folks like me that love their hot showers can find something else to do in, in place of freezing themselves on purpose when their hot water heater isn't even broken? Cosmic lymph node here. Cosmic lymph node. What a surprise. Wow. Good timing. Because I, I think my question this week involves you. Imagine that. Yeah. Yes, it does. And not everybody knows about me and, and what I do and what all of the, the lymphs do, your lymphatic system, the system that I created for you. Yeah. So I'm glad you're, you're asking. You have the awareness to ask. So let's talk about it. If you don't mind, maybe give myself and our listeners, maybe just an overview of, of, about you and what your significance is in our bodies. Well, what, what we want as lymph nodes is to be your friend, not your enemies. So you need to put pressure on us. Interestingly enough, we need pressure and you have pressure in your, in your, earth right in your on your planet you have pressure so what you want to do is impress all of the hundreds of lymph nodes that you have deep inside your body so hang on. Your- we have a hundred we have how many lymph nodes you have hundreds of lymph nodes oh well wow. i didn't know that you could uh, about four fit 450 in adults mm-hmm. wow yeah okay and we're very beautiful we're kidney shaped oh nice Hmm. Really lovely. And we help you with your immunity. That's okay. what we want. And we, so we fight for you. I like the sound Over. of that. Yeah. We link, so we link, there's about 450 of us and we link throughout your body. We work together as your lymphatic vessels and we help your immune system by filtering out anything that's toxic or pollutant that doesn't belong in your body. Okay. So we're, we're beautiful, clear, crystal clear liquid. That's what we are. And we carry for you, your fats and your proteins, and we keep your fluid levels good. That's what we're there to do. And, and the, our liquid is actually connected to the astral plane, which is why we're paying so much attention to all of you humans, because we want your lymphatic system to be strong. And there's ways to get it strong and there's ways to get it weak. So you have to decide. And one of the ways to, to strengthen it is to drain it too, because oftentimes 
the system gets really clogged up and you can tell when it gets clogged up, you just don't feel as good. You feel kind of mm -hmm. lethargic. Have you ever felt that way? Yeah, uh, of course. And I, I, when I get a cold, for example, I feel like my lymph nodes right here in my, um, in my throat area are swollen. Like they feel like they swell up. Is that really yeah. happening? That's what we do. We yeah. swell up and that's a sign for you to say, maybe you're doing something that's not good for you. Okay. And because we, we help move things around. So you might have, for instance, too many fats or not the right fats or not the right proteins for your specific vessel. And our lymph vessels are, are that expression for you. And so we, we tell you, the first thing we do is we swell, we inflame, just like if you've ever gotten someone mad, you know how they puff up their chest a little bit to let you know before they punch you? Sure. Well, I never fortunately got to that point, but yeah, I, I can, I've seen videos on YouTube. <laughs> so, that, so that's what we do too. We swell up before we start turning into, you know, the polarity, which we don't want to turn sure. into the enemy. We want to be your friend. That's what we're cosmically designed to do is to be your friend. But with all those pollutants, if we have too much and things that do not belong in your body, then you want to say like a war type situation, the, the enemy wins and then that takes over. So we gotcha. don't want that. You don't and want so that to like heavy or lazy or an inactive. That could be that the, well, first the conditions of your soul that are connected to us, the limps are the same, are kind of lethargic. So okay. you want to feel active and energetic and you'll know that we're, your lymphs are flowing really well, your lymph, your lymphatic system. And, and that's, that's what we're here to help you. So the first thing you could do is put some pressure. That's what we want. As I said, you want to impress us and especially around the, the lungs and the heart closer mm -hmm. to the service, like right underneath your arms okay. or your groin area. Those okay. are the, those are the places that you want to, be really sure that they're functioning well, that you're not putting something on them or over them, that they're able to sweat. Those are the, for sure, like that's, that's a great way to clear out the toxins and the pollutants. So if you're putting things on them, um, covering, covering up the ability to sweat out the toxins, then that makes our job really hard. So we'll start to, we get really angry about that and we'll, we'll get inflamed. And so, the, you know, so that's, that's one easy thing you can do. Okay. Um, so no, then, so no deodorant. Deodorant, the, the antiperspirant, the gotcha. anti, okay. yeah. That means Oof. that you, that Thank you don't, that. Sweat. you want to yeah. be able to sweat. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, because otherwise you're blocking us. And when you're, you, you love football from my understanding, right? Correct. So what if you're, you know, you're, if, if you're always blocking, you can't have a goal, correct? You can't run, you can't do anything because you have all the blockages. That's what happens when you're with the antiperspirant. Look at you, cosmic lymph node using the football analogy. Nice work. Well, we listen to the woohoo. We listen to the woohoo crew podcast up here. Yeah. Good for mm -hmm. you. That's surprising too, because with 450 lymph, lymph nodes on average per, per adult, you're managing like trillions of lymph, lymph nodes out there, right? Yes, but we, we love that you're getting the word out about the organs. You're helping organize. So 
we're so grateful that we listen to you and we love when you when you feature one of our colleagues or and that's why we sponsor you because we want to get the word out about what you're doing Great. and to let let people know like for me you want to make sure that you're you're draining the lymph draining any of the lymphatic toxins out and one way that you could do that is with a dry brush have you heard of that no tell me more so you can take a dry brush and and you from is, it, is this just skin, a brush that's not wet it wouldn't be the same as a hairbrush there it's called a dry brush from my okay. understanding it's like a wooden brush and you you brush from your fingers up to your shoulders to your heart and you and then you brush from your feet up to your groins and then your stomach to your groin so you try to brush your vigorously that's one way to to help drain anything that needs to go that needs okay. to clean it and okay. then another way was what you just said was the cold showers or the ice baths oh yeah let's, so good let's talk you. about those so when let me ask you this then first is a is a hot shower is that sort of the polarity of a cold shower in other words does that do harmful things to your body they wouldn't be harmful, but it's like if you ate junk food, you don't want to eat junk food all, all the time, right? But you want to have a little bit so that your digestive system, like all my friends, <laughs> I help you digest too. But you want, you know, you want us to, you want us to have a work, right? If, if you didn't have any junk food, we wouldn't have anything to do. So you want to have a little bit because you have so many fun things like potato chips on earth and stuff. That's why, that's why a lot of angels want to want to come down as humans because for the potato chips my understanding yeah i i'm a fan of the chips also gummy bears but yes, anyways i have to have a little bit but the hot showers are considered more like that because they constrict and they contract They're, it's good for for sleeping but in the morning when you want energy the cold showers and it doesn't mean that you like with the bat the ice bath i i, I see total immersion but with the cold showers you similar to the dry brush you can just take your hands and 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 start with your your shins you can get your shins um really cold and your feet cold and then your forearms and your upper arms and your shoulders and then particularly the area in your chest is so good and you can even pound on it with fists while you're doing it and your throat and the back of your head and your face. Those are the those are the um, back of your neck and your face. So you don't want to get your thighs or your groin or your you know that those areas really that cold. It's the other other ones that, that are really nice to to get cold. And you can you know you all in woohoo craft. You do your your chanting and your mantras and your your catchphrases. Those are great to do or put on some good music or have a conversation. And after a while, what, what we've seen, because you'll, you'll feel the effects, your, your blood circulation, your tissues will regenerate and you'll, you'll look good too. Um, you'll have that, you'll, you're, our, like, we'll be able to flow, your, our, whole, through our whole system will be flowing and all of like, anything that, like let's say you have, you've overdid it with some fats or some proteins, those will be eliminated. And the water, like, because otherwise you're retaining water, you're retaining, and then that makes it swell, right? So you see us that we inflame, then then it, things get swollen, then you you look swollen, and that that's not really a good look for you, right? So that so we help you do that as well, 
and your, your immune system is going to be really strong. And so that's, um, that's good. And then also your, your, you'll get weirdly, you will, you will feel relaxed. Like you'll get energy, but in a relaxed way, not in a, like if you had too much coffee way. I find it hard to believe that I'm going to be relaxed in a cold shower, but I'm going to trust you on this. So what I, I'm going to try this tonight, by the way, and let me ask you this. I'm most likely going to get into the cold shower and I'm going to start screaming and probably yelling some obscenities and saying, <laughs> I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. Obviously not the right way to do it. How long should I be in this cold shower for? Is it something start that with, I can start with 30? So, so start with, here's what I would suggest start. Like, even if you take a, let's say you take a hot shower, we're, you're, we're in the equinox. So this is a great time to balance time, how much you're in the warm or the, the hot shower and see if you can balance that out with the cold. Start with 30 seconds and then go, then the next time go a minute and then keep going. And you can also put like almond oil. You can put some oil on your skin as well. That's going to help. And then you massage, you massage while with the cold water on, but I, it's also, you know, that, that it's a cosmic teaching. It's a spiritual law mm -hmm. that if you do things that are uncomfortable, it's going to raise your uh, consciousness. So just totally. staying in your comfort zone doesn't do anything for you. And taking cold showers, taking ice baths are not meant to be comfortable. They're, they're meant to wake up your system. You, you know, like you've, you've been to sleep before and somebody wakes you up and it's not really that comfortable, right? When, you, when you're not ready to wake up. So there's, some the parts of, <laughs> so there's parts of you that are dormant, that are asleep, that are uh, maybe comatose a little bit, you know, and, and you don't want that. You want your, wa the, your water system, your fluids in your body to be alive. You don't want them to be, because what happens if they're, if they're more leaning toward the comatose side, the low frequency side, then what happens with water and fluids that you've seen, moldiness, mildew that actually happens inside of you and you oh, don't want that yeah, right it's okay. like it's stagnancy yeah got it can i follow up the cold shower with the hot shower no but you do can do the reverse i wouldn't do that oh okay so i can't do the cold shower and just keep telling myself just one minute one minute and you'll be warm again i have to i have to end it with the cold shower mm -hmm. okay that's not as fun, but okay. Um, okay, let's get into these ice baths. So that's kind of taking this cold shower thing to even more of an extreme. How long should I be in this ice bath for? See how long you can stand it. Try a minute and time yourself. And you see, if you have family members and maybe play a game with it. See who can stand and go in there the longest, you know. The best is like a cold, cold lake. Think about those places that have them, like a cold lake or a cold, cold body of water that's outside in nature is your best thing to do. Mm. But if you're not near that, then try, try a bath, making an ice bath would be, okay. and it's fun, like doing something challenging that's like plunging in. And yeah, you might scream. The good thing about screaming is you're going to get out a lot of what repressed, compressed anger. Yes. Okay. Listen, I love, I love getting out of my comfort zone. I feel like I do it often. Uh, I like physical challenges. This one has just never been on my radar before, but I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it and I'm going to send, uh, I'll find some way to get you the mat while well, you, you see everything that's going on here. So, so I want to make you proud. Is there anything else that 
you want me or our listeners to know about you? I'm looking out for you all and, and drink the, the water, the fluids, drink the highest quality that you can get the most alive that you can get. What, you know, so go to live springs. That would be water that you take in, water that you spend time in. Mm -hmm. uh, Lakes, oceans, rivers that are alive and you're, you'll feel great. That's, that's what we love the most. But we work with you and we're connected to the astral plane. And so oftentimes if your immunity is, is low, it might be that you're, you're not feeling your, your cosmic connection. You're not feeling your highest connection, your soul's connection. So that would be a day to lay low, as they say, right? As you say, humans say, and spend time getting quiet and seeing what, what the deal is. But we wanna be stimulated. So make sure that you sweat every day. No problem there. Yeah, sweat. Sweating is good. And, good. and when sweating is great. And so that's the great reason to take a cold shower. Like go get really sweaty and then you'll want to jump in, into a cold lake, right? That's when you want to do it. All right. Thanks for coming down. Coming. Yeah. Thanks for coming down to help us uh, out with that. That was, that was pretty cool. And, well, I'm, um, I'm correlated with the Pisces season. So this is the time to, to do it and get your water system in alignment at the highest possible vibration. I love it. All right. Safe travels back. Thank you. This week's show is sponsored by the Cosmic Lymph Node. It's the node that helps you maintain proper functioning of your immune system. So call upon the Cosmic Lymph Node to help you catch the currency necessary for stimulating your regeneration. Third quarter, the interview. Woohoo! Okay, welcome back to the third quarter. We've got a special guest today. Cheryl, who are we talking to? We have a very special guest. Isabel Friend, and she's an international ambassador of water, a wow. public speaker, and an educator. And as a student, servant, and steward of water, she seamlessly blends science and spirit into a comprehensive cosmology of water wisdom. That's why I was so drawn to her and I took her course. Spanning the practical insights of health, hydration, and biology, to empowering tactics for watershed guardianship and ecological activism to the esoteric and subtle insights of ancient indigenous water wisdom to the heady scientific discoveries of cutting edge water research. Isabel's offerings are as multifaceted as water itself. She has taught about water throughout the United States, Canada, Guatemala, Costa Rica, Bali, Mexico, and Thailand. And she's currently internationally semi-nomadic. How cool is that? And enjoys spending her time fire dancing, hiking, riding her motorcycle, and geeking out like a mad scientist in her laboratory. Most importantly, Isabel is a deeply devoted to helping you embody the empowerment that is inherent in being a body of water, living on a body of water. And because water is life, and life is sacred. Also, Isabel is a Pisces moon. So I think that is absolutely perfect. Welcome to the to the show, Isabel. 
Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate being here with you guys. Yeah, that's that's quite a lot that you've done. And so, Brandon, I was very intrigued with Isabel's course because I took course, like she said, like very scientific courses on water. And I wanted to know about the, the spiritual essence of it as well, how it's connected, because, of course, you can't separate it. And that's what um, her course really shows the how, how water, when, when we are hydrated at a, at a very uh, high frequency, how that, that just helps us gain more of our, our prana, our life force, our woohoo currency. Yeah. Yeah. And that was quite an intro too. So yeah, let's jump in. No pun intended. <laughs> okay. So yeah, let's dive in. This water topic goes pretty deep. <laughs> So um, tell us that so you're, you're a Pis Pisces moon and tell us about your Neptune and 12th house placements and how they're correlated with your, your life's design, the work that you do, because you're so aligned with that. Thank you. Well, let's see, I have um, moon and Pisces in the sixth house, um, which is the house of Virgo. And I have sun and Virgo in the 12th house, which is the house of Pisces. So I feel like there's definitely a lot on the Virgo Pisces axis for me. Um, and I have Neptune in the fourth house in Capricorn, I believe, which of course the fourth house being the house of home, my spiritual life is definitely tied in deeply with my, my sense of home and family and belonging. You know, I had, a, I had an astrologer tell me one time that in a past life, I came in with almost all water placements and I had the same purpose in that lifetime that I have now, which is, you know, being devoted to, to water and getting water wisdom out into the world, because it really is the most world transforming thing um, that solves all of humanity's toughest questions and crises. Um, but at that time, my chart was so watery that I didn't have the, the fire and the earth to really get it out there and get it done. And so um, I ended up drowning in that lifetime and then came back in this lifetime with just enough earth to really ground it into practice. <laughs> so often when people meet me, they're like, you know, you don't really seem like a very watery person, which is, is pretty true. I tend to be much more earthy in nature, but definitely grateful for that little bit of Pisces thrown in there. What started you on this lifetime quest of water knowledge and just infatuation, I guess? Well, for me, it really started with the with the science of water. So back in 2009, I was living in New York City, and I was a nutritionist and lifestyle coach and was trying to work with my clients on, you know, what's the highest quality nutrition that we can be eating because they say you are what you eat. Um, but it's really more accurate to say you are what you drink because we're 70% water by volume but molecularly we're 99.9% .9 water molecules. So at that time I was into um, nutrigenomics, which is how the food we eat affects our genetic and epigenetic expressions. So I was really into rewilding our diet and foraging and wild crafting our food. And I started getting into foraging and wild crafting water or harvesting water directly from fresh wild flowing natural springs. And that was such a transformative process, drinking undomesticated, untreated, unprocessed water. It's like the difference between going pure junk food diet to starting to eat more 
whole, real, organic, natural foods. It just makes the biggest difference in, in your whole state of well-being. So I noticed a, a big difference with myself when I started doing that. And that really got me into the work of Victor Schauberger. I call him the water wizard. He was around in the late 1800s, early 1900s. And he was absolutely brilliant. What Tesla was for electricity, Schauberger was for water. And um, realizing through his work the, the sentience of water, the consciousness of water, and the fact that humanity's treatment of water has really led us into the mess and the mire that we are in as a species. That's when I knew I was hooked and, and devoted to this path. Oh, thank you so much for that. And I can see your Virgo, the healing part of you. That makes so much sense because Pisces is the, all of us, the involvement and, and Virgo is the detail. And so you figured out exactly what it was that, that you needed. And Virgo is also so healthy and, and with the sixth house as well. I had the same experience. I felt like I was eating all the, the right foods and, and, practicing yoga and even teaching yoga. And, and, and I still wasn't feeling that great. And when I mm. discovered live water, it changed everything. Mm. Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing that. And, and so here in Atlanta, we do have a, a, a live spring and you've been here, right? Isabel, you've been to Atlanta. Is that what you said? I actually grew up in Atlanta, but I haven't been to any springs there. There's a spring. It's about mm, maybe 20, 30 minutes um, south of, of me. So south of, of the city uh, it's, and it's, it's really great. And, um, awesome. but it's a whole day it takes to, to go do that, but it's, it's oh, so worth it though. It's yeah. totally worth it. Absolutely. It's, so worth it. it's like making a pilgrimage. You're just going straight to the source of where life is being born from the earth. It really is a, a sacred transmission that happens when you're collecting wild water. I'll have to go check that place out next time I'm in town. Oh yeah, and let me know. I'll, I'll bring my 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 water loving friends with us. We just go and then we make a day of it. And it's also cool because there's no um, you can't get service on your phone or anything like that. So mm -hmm. it, it 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 helps stay really connected. And we just yeah, have to, so nice to go. Yeah. Um, I mean, drinking wild water resets your circadian rhythms in and of itself to some extent, but then also being disconnected from the, the signals and that, you know, pervasive ubiquitous 60 Hertz frequency. That's just about everywhere. It really, uh, it really does make a big difference for your, your health and your mentality. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. I, I would say the way the water that you drink and the way that you breathe, those are the two main things. And then mm -hmm. sleep, I guess, would be maybe the third. Um, so I guess let's get all, let's get all of the, um, the elements in. So the water, mm -hmm. then the breath would be the air, then the sleep would be the earth. And what would you say the fire that we need? Mm. I would say the, the sunlight and the energy that we sunlight. Need. Yep. Yeah. I would personally, I would consider earth element to be sort of what we eat. And when we take in the earth element through the food that we consume, and then I would think maybe sleep would be like the ether because we do the go ether. into those ethereal mm. realms when we dream. That makes sense. Yeah. I like that. Thank you. Ether would be sleep and earth would be the food. Yeah. And so just like you want the mineral rich water, we want mineral rich food. 
as well, mm -hmm. which is hard to find. Both, both of those are hard to find. So what do you suggest for people who might not have access to a live spring near them? Mm. Well, I think that understanding that water is a living being, just like we are. She has the same needs that we have. She is a body, just like our bodies. That body can be healthy or sick, alive or dead, can, be, can even be young or old. There's a big difference in the life cycle of water between uh, what Victor Schauberger called mature water and immature water. And all of these different qualities of water have very different effects on our psychology and our physiology. And so when we're thinking about how do we um, reinvigorate water that has been treated and domesticated and maybe comatose, for lack of a better word, that's um, <laughs> most of the water that we come into contact with is, you know, devitalized, destructured. Uh, there's no coherence to the water molecules. And so in bringing her back to life again, we want to mimic what nature does. We just want to replicate the hydrological cycle and give her the same things that we would want to be given. So as you mentioned, you know, we need all of the elements to be healthy, right? Well, so does water. So just like we need to breathe, water also needs to breathe. So we need to aerate our water. She needs to exchange gases like oxygen and carbonic acid. And in nature, that happens when water is um, when water is flowing, when she's flowing down a stream or she's bubbling up from a spring, this movement creates all of these innumerable little nanobubbles within water. And those nanobubbles increase the surface area inside of the water, which makes her um, basically more present and more perceptive in the same way that breath work does for us. When we do pranayama, we're suddenly more grounded, more present, and more of our, our senses are tuned in, right? Well, water mm -hmm. has been called the sensory organ of the universe because she's always paying attention. She sees, she feels, she hears, she smells, she tastes, she remembers. She has all of the senses that we have, if not more. And we can go more into that in a little while if you'd like. Um, but in addition to breathing for the air element, she also needs to take in the earth element, just like we need to eat food that comes from the earth. She needs to eat minerals that come from the earth. And those minerals, when they have an ionic charge, we also call those electrolytes. And electrolytes are really important for healthy water because they're part of what give water its electrical charge. And the, the conductive capacity of water is directly correlated to, to our hydration. So, you know, the more electrolytes in your water, the more electrically conductive it is, and the more mana, prana, chi, and energy that water is going to give to your body. So we have the air element, we have the earth element, and then the fire element. So water also needs to be exposed to beneficial, um, beneficial energetic and electromagnetic stimuli. Right. So the way that water behaves in sunlight is very different from the way that water behaves in moonlight. Generally, water tends to become a little bit more, uh, they call it like lazy water in the sunlight. And the molecules are just a little bit slower. That's when water likes to rest in the sunlight. But when she becomes active, when she becomes energized, when she kind of wakes up and, and flows differently and the molecules connect differently is in the moonlight. 
There are other ways of exposing water to um, beneficial electromagnetism. You can use something like um, PEMF therapy. You can use uh, something like an infoceutical device, or you can even use the radiation just from your own hands and your own, um, your own bioheat. And these are all uh, structuring and energizing influences on water that program water with certain information. Um, Water also needs the element of ether, which could also be considered like sound. Sound itself is nourishment. So humanity, we need really a, a good sound, a good acoustic environment around us. They've done studies that show that if all you hear is traffic noise and city sounds and you don't get any of the, the nourishing sounds of nature, that has a really negative influence on your mentality and your psychology and your state of being, and it increases um, anxiety and stress. Whereas just listening to the sound of water can actually produce what's called the blue mind effect. And it's a whole psychological phenomenon where the sound of water as she sings to us or um, creates a more, more relaxation and calm. And as, as do many sounds of nature, listening to bird songs or wind rustling the leaves is very therapeutic. While also in nature, water would be exposed to the sounds of nature as well. As she's flowing in a stream or babbling in a brook, she's going to pick up on the acoustic environment and she's gonna store that in the memory imprints of her um, molecular clusters. So basically in every sense, we just want to mimic what nature does when we take care of water and we want to create as natural an environment for her as possible so she can be a well-rounded and well-nourished being. So if you see somebody drinking comatose water, do you say that, like, hey, are you, hey, how's that dead water? <laughs> I don't know. I don't judge. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. So everybody, our listeners, you know, notice if you're drinking dead water and if yeah. you're feeling kind of tired after that, Brandon's yeah. holding up a water okay. bottle, plastic water bottle. <laughs> okay. So I don't know. Can you, can you see me, Isabel? I don't know if can I can you... see you. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know why it's such a... <laughs> All right, so I have I have what's very common here is a water in a plastic bottle. Mm -hmm. Good good or bad? <laughs> Ooh, wouldn't be my first choice. I mean, okay. I hesitate to call any water dead because every water can be revived. But <laughs> I mean, what we do to water, we do to ourselves. And how would you feel if you were basically imprisoned in a very small container where you couldn't move and you couldn't breathe? What happens when water is stagnant for a long period of time, in addition to, to sort of suffocating without having any, any um, aeration, is that the molecules start to disconnect from one another. Okay. And having coherence in the molecular structure is really important because think of it like the difference between alphabet soup or the sonnets of Shakespeare. Right. So we have what 26 letters in the alphabet. And with those 26 letters, you can write anything and everything that has ever been written in history. You can explain all of nature and history and whatnot. Um, however, if there's no coherence, if those aren't arranged in a very particular way, they don't communicate any information. It's just a jumble of nonsense. And that is exactly what happens with water molecules. So water molecules in what's called bulk water 
the hydrogen bonds of the H2O are forming and breaking apart billions of times per second. It's like a mosh pit in there. There's no time for them to snuggle up with each other and start communicating with each other. There's no time for them to um, form into sacred geometries. And we know that sacred geometry is what allows water to channel life force energy into creation, what allows water to literally be the body of life itself. So, okay. again, just like we have sure. the same needs as water, right? we need to have quality relationships and quality communication. Water molecules also need to have quality relationships and quality communication. So in that bottle of water, it's basically like a very sleepy mosh pit. No connection, but not really much energy either. Okay, so now I have, I don't know if you can see that it's blurry for some reason. So now I have a, a cup, a glass of water from my refrigerator's filtration system. <laughs> Is, are we, am I better off here with, with this or should I go back to the plastic water? <laughs> well, that really, that really just depends. I, I personally wouldn't recommend drinking. I would, I would personally say that a lot of TLC is, is needed for either of those. Gotcha. And thankfully they're, they're really simple processes to bring those back to life. Um, the nice thing about the glass of water is you don't have all of the xenoestrogens from the plastic that have been leached into the bottled water, but at least, you know, from the bottled water, you don't have all of the, you know, chemicals and pharmaceuticals that come from your tap. And I promise you yeah. are not taken out by your fridge <laughs> filter. So let me ask you, well, first, first off, amazing job bringing water to life. You just described it as basically this this living being, which I've never heard it described like that before. It was really that was really cool. Now I'm trying to figure out like what the face of water would look like because you brought it to life. <laughs> I have a question. So what are what are one or two things that you would want everybody to know about regarding water and and really regarding maybe their everyday use of it or drinking? Like what are maybe like one or two things that you just wish like you could put on billboards all around the world? <laughs> um, okay. The two things would probably be one, water is life and life is water. And it's not just, you know, we tend to treat water as a resource, but really water is the source of life. And it is not just the source of life, it is life. When the esoteric principle of life and consciousness wants to take a physical manifested form in the 3D world, it takes the form of water. That's why all throughout the universe, you can find water with no life, but nowhere can you find life without water. Every living being in existence is water-based. And then the second thing that I would want people to know is that not all clear liquid is the same. We tend to have this perception of, oh, well, you know, as long as it's not brown, <laughs> you know, it's, it's <laughs> water, it's, you know, whatever, it's clear liquid, it's going to hydrate me. And the fact is that every different kind of water, we might not um, immediately physically be able to sense or see the difference between bottled water, tap water, reverse osmosis water, distilled water, spring water, alkaline water, all of these different kinds of water, they affect our bodies and our minds really differently. We might not be able to see the difference, but our bodies can really tell the difference. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, you just, you feel more alive. The yeah. more alive your water is, the more alive you will feel. And so do you, what do you think about putting water, like we're about to have our full moon in Virgo coming up this um, Venus day at the end of the week. What do you, how do you feel about putting water under the full moon? 
Isabel. I think that's I think that's a great idea. Water has a really beautiful relationship to the moon. In fact, it has such a unique relationship to the moon that um, here in the laboratory, I don't even really and and I know a couple of other researchers as well like you have to be really conscientious when you do water experiments about also recording the phase of the moon because water will behave in wacky unusual ways <laughs> during full <laughs> moons and and to some extent during new moons but especially full moons that even if you're taking control samples they're not really going to match the control samples that you do uh, at other times during the month Oh, that's so interesting. I wonder if you could do a scientific study, if you don't mind, on um, the different the different full moons for each each sign, each zodiac sign. I wonder, I wonder really the, the sacred geometry of each sign. What would happen? Yeah, we could do a full year long study on that. That would be super interesting. That really would be interesting. Um, this is so fascinating. I love that you're, you have a laboratory. So are, do you ever work with sounds other than ones that you would find in nature other than the ones you said, like the birds and how, what water usually hears? What about like high frequency mantras or sound bowls or, or things like that? Have you done any research with that or have any opinions on that? Mantras are fantastic. Um, singing bowls are fantastic. Any sound that water hears, she's going to respond to. She's going to create cymatic expressions, which are these um, geometric um, resonances in the water. And what she prefers best are harmonics. So anytime you have you know, a third or a fifth, or you can layer two or three different frequencies on top of one another at the same time. Mm -hmm. She really prefers that as opposed to just one steady signal. Right. Oh, that's good to know. So if you so if you have if you had a lot of high a lot of prana, a lot of high frequency, what we call woohoo currency, you have a lot of that because you come to Earth and you're filling up your your woohoo currency, your pranic bank account, and you wanted to lower it a bit. Would you suggest like, taking a plastic water and, and bringing it like to a high trafficking area and letting it absorb the traffic and the fumes and then drinking it? <laughs> no, not exactly, no. I think there's a big difference between uh, high and low energy versus like nourishing and malnourishing energy. Yeah, You still want the water to contain nourishing energy, but I just wouldn't drink water that has been super, super charged. So for example, um, when I first started working with water alchemy practices, I tend to have, you know, the same kind of paradigm that most of us Westerners do, which is more is better, right? More is better. Right. So I would do all the things to my water. I would, you know, charge it with magnets and charge it mm -hmm. with crystals and I would vortex it and I would do quantum energy and infoceuticals. And I would put um, Dr. Flanagan drops in there and I would put the most <laughs> highly charged electrolytes in there. And then I would put some hydrogen and I would do the double helix water and I would put it through three different kinds of flow forms. And then I would put it in a vortex and like just all of the things. Um, and that's so unnecessary. It really creates an overcharged water. So water is basically a, a conductor of energy. And depending on the structure of the water, it will have more or less capacity to hold charge. So 
the greater the coherence of the hydrogen bonds, the more energy and information water has the capacity to store. It's like water that is in a formation can store information and information is just another word for energy and vibration. And so I would overcharge the water so much that if you think of, of, um, of an electrical wire, for example, if you put too much energy in that electrical wire that it, it doesn't have the capacity for, you're going to blow the circuit. And so it's just a more um, energetically dense kind of water. Whereas water tends to like to thrive in balance, always in balance and never in extremes, you know, um, a, a nice balanced pH, not extreme alkalinity, a nice balanced um, uh, electrolyte ratio and mineral profile, not a super, super, super hard water or a super soft water, for example. So water loves balance. And I would recommend that as well when you're energizing water to do it in a balanced way where she still has a nice light buoyancy. And if you find that you have way too much prana, way too much mana and energy in your body, <laughs> then the two things that I would recommend the most would be either drinking just a very lightly charged water, charging it with something like an analemma wand, for example, or just giving it one or two passes through a flow form, like a natural action flow form or a UMH flow form. Or even you could use the water to discharge some of that energy. If you hold the water in between your hands and you just put your intention of, of discharging some of that excess energy, then the water can take it and store it and you can give that water back to the earth or use it in ceremonial ways or ritual ways or water your plants with it. Okay, thank you. And I can really relate to what you said because I, I have Virgo in my first house and Mars too. So I tend to mm. overdo all those things. Um, <laughs> Understandable. I'm, I'm still working with that tendency, honestly. But it's interesting because, you know, and now I'm learning to create very specific uh, water elixirs that have very specific vibrations rather than just, a, you know, kitchen sink, throw it all in there, melting pot of everything. <laughs> That is really cool. And I had to learn that too. I'm the same way with smoothies with every, I just put everything in there and, and less is more. So now I try to stick to four ingredients or less because it's too much for the body. And that's, I have so much mercury with, cause I have, besides all my Virgo, I have a lot of Gemini. So, and just like what you said, that explains, I can get way too overcharged mm -hmm. electrically. This is so exciting. Is there a way for people to, to, create a, a magical water ritual or a custom that you would share, particularly since we're coming up to a full moon in Virgo? Absolutely. Something that someone could do with, at home? Absolutely. I actually have on my website, I have a free resource guide that is a, a downloadable water ritual um, outline that just gives a really simple overview for a ritual that I recommend um, that can be either a super quick two or three minute thing that you do with your water first thing in the morning when you're preparing your you know, gallon or a few liters of water for the day, um, or it can be stretched out to be a more elaborate ritual um, for special occasions like full moons. But part of what I recommend in that is, again, just making sure to honor each of the elements and give each of the elements to water. So for example, you can 
aerate your water by vortexing it, or you can aerate your water by giving it some molecular hydrogen, dissolving molecular hydrogen tabs in it, which suffuses it with uh, hydrogen gas, which is just enormously therapeutic. You can light a candle and do a bit of a, an RT or, or light offering to the water. Um, putting some minerals in it for the electrolytes, even if that's just a really high quality rock salt or sea salt. And, um, you know, playing some, some bells or a chime or singing to the water. There are so many water medicine songs and all of my travels, one of my favorite things to do is collect water medicine songs from various cultures. And I've been very honored to get to study with water wisdom keepers and priests and priestesses and shamans and different cultures. and. You don't even, and so I, I have several songs available on the site. You can find many of them online, but even if you don't consider yourself a singer, you don't want to learn something specific, even just toning with the water can be fantastic. Um, and really at this point, you have several options. You can drink that water. You can give it as an offering. You can, um, you can cook with that water, you can turn it into a room spray or an aura spritz just to kind of fluff up your energy throughout the month until the next full moon. There's all kinds of options. What about writing words on a glass or have or taping words to it? How do you, does that have, does the vibration go into the water, do you think, or is it better from your own voice? Yes and no. It's always going to be better from your own voice. So there were these researchers in Russia. I think the lead researcher's name was Dr. Konstantin Korokov. And he was one of the main researchers who has shown that water, again, is sensitive to everything in her, in her environment. She's sensitive to auditory stimuli and visual stimuli and electromagnetic stimuli, and just everything. She's picking up on it, right? Um, but what she responds to more strongly than anything else is human emotion. So mm. your emotion is going to have a much greater impact on the water than any word. If you write the word love on your bottle of water, but when you drink the water, you're feeling anxiety, that mm. water is going to pick up on the anxiety. Mm. Also, whenever water moves, she becomes more sensitive. There's a researcher, Theodore Schwenk, that showed that she's most sensitive to her environment when she's moving, specifically vortexing, but really anytime she's moving. So if you have the word love on a stagnant bottle of water, she's going to pick up on that to some extent. But then when you start drinking her, she's going to re-imprint and she may or may not retain any strong memory of, of the word love. You know, and that practice mostly comes from the work of Dr. Emoto. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful for how his work brought the sentience and responsiveness of water into mainstream awareness. However, his work was also um, largely misleading mm -hmm. and created a lot of unrealistic expectations or assumptions about water. For mm -hmm. one thing, um, very few researchers have been able to reliably replicate his findings and his results. He, he wasn't a big fan of the scientific method. So his, his results have, have come <laughs> under fire in the you know, scientific community at large. That's not to say that they don't hold any water, so to speak. Um, they do, but I, I think it's best to just sort of take them with a grain of salt as one of the many, many, many ways of, of looking at water's responsiveness. Also, you know, he would take about 500 crystallography photos of each and every sample of water 
uh, and only published the one crystal image that was the strongest and, and the most beautiful. So it just gives this impression that, okay, slap the word love on your bottle of water and suddenly it's going to be totally structured and perfectly crystalline. Um, and, and that's just not exactly how it works. So definitely if you're going to do that, infuse it with emotion instead. And if you're really interested in water crystallography, um, more so than Emoto, or, or rather in addition to Emoto, again, I do have respect for his work, would be the work of a researcher, uh, Andreas Schultz. His crystallography methods are beautiful and much more accurate in terms of looking at the actual functionality of water, how healthy or unhealthy it is, how feminine or masculine it is, um, how structured or unstructured it is, and also the work of Veda Austin, who works with more macro crystallography methods. So, um, you know, Emoto and Schultz, they're all microscopic crystallography, but Veda Austin has a method that anyone can do at home with macro crystallography. Oh, thank you so much for this. It's so informative. So if let's say I have anxiety and I, I know that drinking water is going to help, if, uh, you know, with the kidneys particularly. So lymphatic system, when sometimes like we have anxiety because we're dehydrated. And mm -hmm. so, but if I want to charge the water that I'm drinking with a, a high frequency of motion, like love or gratitude, would I just think about like people that I love, what I'm grateful for as I'm drinking the water or before I drink the water? Or what do you recommend for that? Both. Both is great. Mm -hmm. I mean, if, if you want that to be your, your dominant patterning, then it's really about consistently programming both your drinking water and your body water with that energy. And again, you know, like you mentioned, hydration in general is one of the most powerful things that we can do for our mental health, for nervousness, for anxiety. The fact that people are drinking water that is actively dehydrating them is why right. most people don't actually realize how therapeutic hydration can actually be. I mean, if you're drinking reverse osmosis or distilled water, those are technically aggressive solvent, solvents, sorry, aggressive solvents, and they can leach minerals from your body. So over time, they can actively dehydrate you. Whereas if you're drinking high quality energizing water, Water, it is more intracellularly hydrating and it's really intracellular hydration that determines our, our phase angle. Our phase angle is a measure of our level of hydration and we measure it by um, basically measuring how much electricity a cell membrane can capacitate. So the more electricity your cell membranes can capacitate, in other words, the more prana, mana, or chi your, your cells can hold, that will determine the osmotic flow of water, how much water your cells can allow in, um, nourishing water into the cell and detoxifying water out of the cell. So when we're talking about your energy, your prana, your mana, your chi, your electrical capacity, it is exactly synonymous with your level of hydration. We use the same measurement phase angle for your electrical capacity and your hydration. And when you have a really high phase angle, when you are really well hydrated, the effect on your mental health on anxiety and depression. And oh, I mean, I, I, this is one of the main things that I, I really hope to, um, to convey. I actually, before the whole 2020 debacle started, I was beginning to write um, a book on this topic specifically. There's a researcher in Colorado named Dr. Sarah Van Anroy who treats her clients 
she's a she's a psychologist and a psychiatrist or no she's a neuro a neurologist and a psychiatrist my my mistake neurologist and psychiatrist anyway so she treats her mental health clients with hydration protocols first and foremost very well rounded hydration protocols and she has found that even in conditions as severe as schizophrenia as severe as schizophrenia water well, hydration protocols, which includes dietary hydration and all of these other factors, hydration protocols can be as effective and sometimes more effective than pharmaceutical medications. Now, this is huge because our neurology, we tend to think of it as neurochemistry, right? But actually neurochemistry, in other words, your levels of you know cortisol and serotonin and all these things, that's only about 20% of your brain function. of brain function is electrical, and that is mediated by the highly conductive cerebral spinal fluid in your brain and and in your brainstem and your your spinal column. And that cerebral spinal fluid is only one molecule different from seawater when it's balanced. But when we get dehydrated, we lose that oceanic mineral composition and we lose the conductivity of our cerebral spinal fluid. The ventricles in our brains start to raisin up a little bit. Um, and it just has this whole cascade of mental health downstream effects that no one thinks to look at hydration as being the cause of that, but really that water flow mediates all of your neuronal activity. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. So where, where do you see that? I mean, that's just a, the fact that hydration is used as uh, to treat mental health issues. Where do you see that going? I mean, is obviously it, I mean, if it's working, it's gonna, it's gonna become more popular, but is it, I, I've never heard of that. Do you feel like it's sort of becoming popular very slowly or that thinking is going to start to explode onto the scene everywhere? I really hope so. I really hope so. I wish I could say that I see a trend in that direction. Unfortunately, I don't. Um, as, as you guys know, as spiritual practitioners, it's always the things, the practices that are the most subtle, that are the most often and easily overlooked, that have the biggest health benefits, like breathing, changing the way that you breathe. It's so right. subtle, people don't think about it. And yet that has one of the biggest impacts on our well-being. And it's the same with hydration. I think most people just kind of discount the fact that hydration can, that water itself is nature's primary medicine. And if water is life, then hydration is health. You know, there was another doctor, uh, Dr. Batman Gelich, who back in the 80s and 90s, he devoted his entire career to studying the ways that pretty much every single disease pathology can be traced back to hydration at its root. Everything from cancer to depression to um, obesity, diabetes, even things like erectile dysfunction and hiatal hernias, he treated thousands upon thousands upon thousands of patients of a variety of severe ailments just with the specific hydration protocols, different from the ones Dr. Van Anroy is using. Every every uh, clinician has you know slightly different methodologies. I do one-on-one hydration consultations with people where we come up with a very um, specialized and personalized hydration strategy. Um, but the one that he was using, he saw enormous curative benefits. He even called his method the water cure. Um, And so again, that was decades ago. And his research, he was very, very meticulous in the papers that he published and, you know, the 
going into very meticulous detail about exactly why and how the biology works this way. We are bodies of water. These are basically aquariums that we are walking around in. Uh, and yet his work was um, severely attacked and criticized and hasn't caught on in the mainstream yet. So I would love to see this become more mainstream. That's what I'm devoted to. But yeah. Thank you well, guys for, for having this on your podcast to help. We're here to help you with that. And do you think because the organs hold emotions for us and each of them hold, each of them are responsible for a different emotion. Like our heart holds love and laughter and our kidneys hold anxiety for us and so on. And liver holds anger. Do you think that when you're dehydrated or you're drinking more comatose type water, lower frequency water or, um, water that's not as um, nourishing, undernourished water, that it suppresses, compresses, depresses the emotions in the organs, in the lymph nodes. And that that is what causes a lot of the physical, mental, emotional diseases, which actually is all correlated. Do you, is that, does that what you're saying? I hesitate to use the term cause, that it causes these things. Um, I would say there's definitely a correlation okay. because when we drink water, we're really drinking liquid information, right? We're drinking liquid light. So if you look at a water molecule, it's we think of it as being H2O, right? Dihydrogen oxide. Well, that is only one part of a water molecule. For every one part matter, which is the hydrogen and the oxygen, there are a trillion parts photons, a trillion parts photons to one part matter. And a photon is basically a particle of light energy. It's, it's equivalent to a boson. And a boson is basically the particle that interfaces between the physical world and the world of quantum reality. And so water is meant to weave us into the quantum web of more than 3D existence, more than 3D reality. Mm -hmm. um, there was this... Uh, this researcher, Theodore Schwenk, um, again, one of my favorites, who showed the way that water responds to every single movement of the cosmos, every single planet and planetary body water is responding to. And so water in nature, because water is exposed to the, the stars and the heavens and, and receives all of this cosmic information, when we drink natural water, it's actually weaving us into the the cosmic web of the universe and, and we become more harmonized with the music of the spheres and, and the music of all of it. But again, like you said, you know, we're drinking water that has been very divorced from nature, very divorced from, you know, divinity, reality, light, all of this. And so not only is there less energy in the water, there's less light in the water, there's less photons, there's all of this. So it's not a matter of just, we need water because water is this physical liquid that we need, just like we need to eat food. It's also this vibratory information that's really important. And when we drink that water, um, it's not, you know, I, I wanna be really clear when, when we talk about hydration and hearing benefits of hydration, because we tend to think that hydration is just about how much water you drink. And if you drink more water, then you're more hydrated, but that's really just irrigation. You know, the more water you drink, the more irrigated you are, but that says nothing to how much water your body is actually absorbing, retaining, and putting to good use. 
you mm-hmm. might be full of body water, but if that's just, you know, water weight and bloatedness and, you know, a, a buildup of water in your, in your joints and like stagnation, of lymphedema and all that kind of thing, it's not doing right. you much good. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about hydration, what we're talking about is really the phase of the water, the mineral composition of the water, the isotopic composition of the water. In other words, what kind of hydrogen is in the H2O? Is it protium hydrogen or is it deuterium hydrogen or tritium hydrogen, et cetera? And how well that water is able to change form, phase, and function throughout the various hydrological cycles of your body. You know, can you phase transition really well between lymph and blood, et cetera, et cetera. So that's what I consider hydration. I don't consider it to have very much to do at all, relatively speaking, with how much water you drink, because that's irrigation. It's much more to do with your lifestyle factors and your emotions are actually a big determinant of whether or not your body water is in phase. It's not just if you're drinking water that's in phase. If you tend to be, you know, really angry all the time, that doesn't create a cohesive molecular structure in your body water. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it's all correlated, like it's, yeah. it's like the chicken and the egg, right? Like, yeah, yeah, like, totally. That makes sense. Thank you for clarifying that. It was a bit so, of a tangential answer. <laughs> no, that was great. That was great. So I'm I'm on your website right now, waterislife.love. How'd you how'd you get the dot love? Uh, That's beautiful. It's pretty cool. Know, so, it's my wow. domain provider. So your website is amazing by the way i I've, I've actually i apologize a couple of times i got lost on it while we were talking because there's <laughs> there's so much information here and then on your uh your instagram uh your link tree there's just some really cool stuff so plug yourself for a second how could people learn more about uh i mean there's a water there's a hydration checklist here for free that's awesome how can people learn more about hydration and water in general yeah so my main thing is education is um, I have lots of, like you said, lots of free resources on the website, waterslife.love and on Instagram, where my handle is at Jen Isabel Friend. And then I also have courses and webinars that I teach, and those are on waterslife.teachable.com. Um, the, there's a free webinar that I think is about 90 minutes long and gives you like an overview of all the basics of everything you need to know about water. That's called the living liquid crystal. There's one for $11 that's called allying with water. And that one is about the ways that water solves our toughest questions, um, medicine, agriculture, climate, and energy. And I think that was only 40 minutes. There's a $33 course. I think it's the one that you were mentioning that, that you took, um, that is called navigating the waters and that's about all about drinking water and how to bring your drinking water back to life and no matter what kind of water you're starting with how to recognize it and how to filter structure balance bless and free it and then the lifestyle practices and then there's one called internal oceans and that one and was specifically created for nutritionists healthcare practitioners doctors nurses um, dietitians that one really dives deep into the biology of intracellular hydration and the way that our our bodies mirror the earth and we have the same hydrological cycles in our body that the earth has overall and then there the final offering there is a uh, a monthly subscription And that one is for anyone who feels like, oh my God, this is all so overwhelming. It's so interesting, but where do I start? 
which was feedback that I got pretty often. So I was like, okay, let me just create like a step-by-step day-by-day basic thing. And it is um, a journal slash planner where it's just five to 10 minutes a day. You learn a little something and then you have like a journal prompt or a creativity prompt or something like that. It also includes a book of the month. We have a different theme every month. January was hydration. February was communication. Um, March is science. Uh, We have another one on scripture, spirituality, activism, all of that coming up through the year and uh, an active community where you can participate and chat with each other. And that is called the daily drip. So those are the main offerings. Oh, and then there's also (laughs) the last offering is waterislife.shop. And at waterislife.shop, you can find all of the water alchemy tools that I recommend, everything from hydrating supplements to water vortexes and flow forms and wands and crystals, you name it. Um, All of that kind of stuff is on the shop. And somebody can book a one-on-one hydration consult with you as well? Yes. Yes. That's also at waterislife.teachable.com. That's pretty cool. Something for everybody. Yeah. Oh, actually, I have one more thing. I would love to offer your listeners 10% off of any of my courses. So just, yeah, just let me know what you would want your coupon code to be. And I can make that right after we hop off the call and then I'll get 10% off of anything. I thought it would be ours. There you go. Woohoo. Okay. Would that be like three O's? Three O's. O's. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The Trinity. Trinity. So Mm -hmm. I, um, yeah, I'm looking right now at your shop I'm, and this is, this is beautiful. So Brandon, let's invest in all these things. Um, I, oh, so you even give things to help like foraging the raw, I'm going to look through all this, the, um, how to forage the, the spring water and your filters and everything. These are great. So um, from, from your course, there's a lot of things that, that I have the, um, the water vessels with the crystal on the bottom. I love that. It just, and it makes it so much fun to drink. Um, I do have a water altar in my kitchen. And I also, no, aren't you, do you, are you still involved with, um, I'm seeing if you have that here. So you're also involved with some, some, um, the the mineral, those that, supply like minerals like quinton with the like the sea minerals right are you involved with them mm-hmm. yeah if you go on waterslife.shop and you click on the electrolytes collection you'll find all of my top recommended electrolytes and canton okay. marine plasma is definitely my number one favorite um, right up there with canton is also one called minbiotics which is amazing i would say those are probably my top two okay that's so good to know all right um Thank you for that. And there was a place I went to in Sedona that had this incredible water, um, like a store almost, where you can get spring water and then you can add all the different things that you want. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever been there, but if any listeners are in Sedona, then you can add the electric lights and just anything that you want in there. And of course, it's all with beautiful glass Mm-hmm. jars and um you know some of them are dark colors some of them are are uh 
that you could see right through. Have you ever been there to the store? That's so cool. I love that. No, I've never been to the store. I've been to the spring in Sedona, which is really beautiful water. I love it there because the whole community tends to it and they all harvest their water from there. And it's, I mean, that's kind of my dream for the world in general to reinstill this, this habit and this practice and this culture and custom of, of visiting the springs together and making it, you know, a shared, a shared family ritual, a shared ritual with your friends. Let's go to, let's go to the spring, let's harvest water together. And so seeing it alive in some places like in Sedona just makes me so happy. Okay, Brennan, so we're going to have to do this in Atlanta, especially because Isabel's <laughs> from here. Heck yeah. so let's honor her by getting ourselves hydrated, our families hydrated, and then have the ripple effect all around us. <laughs> And all you guys got to send me a picture of that spring when you when you go there. I would love to see it. Okay. I was raised. It sounds like I was raised about 20 minutes from there. Yeah. It's yeah, it's yeah. it's a beautiful place. I'll send you a link. It's on the water um live water um website, which I've gotten cool. things from there too. I have mm -hmm. so I do get water because I don't always have time to go down and get the live water, but I do get um Lipsy water, mountain water delivered. Mm -hmm. And I'm always asking them a million questions. And then I have um, <laughs> mantra music playing and all that stuff near it and a water altar. Um, but yeah, I'll definitely take a picture and send it to you. I'll tag you on it. Um, awesome. I'll have to do that. Maybe we'll take a woohoo field trip together. I love it. Yeah. And anything else that you want to share, Isabel? I think the, the only last thing that I would like to share is just that um, water needs you water really needs you right now we are at a point in time where very few people realize there is a very serious water apartheid going on in the world between the water rich global north and the water poor global south mm -hmm. and drought and desertification are happening at an alarming rate right now one in three people on the planet doesn't have access to clean water mm. and in less than 30 years by 2050 it's expected to be one out of every two people and this wow. is not the result of climate change this right. is the result of water privatization and poor water policies. And those are things that we can change, but we have to get actively engaged and involved. This is the most important issue that we could be putting our energy towards. Um, we are not protecting water. We are water protecting herself and she needs you. She needs us. I hope everyone listening right now hears this call from water and gets involved. I have uh, numerous resources on my site that can help you kind of navigate how to start getting involved with water guardianship and water activism. It is not all just, you know, standing on the streets with picket signs. There are ways to do sure. it that are fun and effective and enjoyable that you can share with your friends and your family and your community, but it has to go beyond just posting on social media and those silly echo chambers that make us feel like we're effective when we're absolutely not. So I invite people to get out into the world because a sense of efficacy is the number one cure to a feeling of helplessness in the face of everything that's happening in the world. The more you get involved, the more hope you have. It's a direct correlation. So water is the universal solvent. It solves things when we have a problem mm -hmm. and we need it solved or dissolved. We call that a solution and water can be the solution to solve or dissolve all of the world's problems. Yes. Well said. Wow. Thank you for that. 
Thank you so much for having me on, you guys, and for all of the beautiful work that you're doing and the amazing guests that you have and the good information, good healing juju that you're putting out there into the world. I know it takes a lot of love and energy to put this together, and that's really that's really felt in the way that you do it. So thank you. You too. You too. Thanks very much. That was, I don't know, that was really interesting to learn about. You're an incredible speaker as well, so no wonder you're doing very well, and uh, appreciate you coming on with us. Yeah, Isabel, we're we're dedicated to helping you get the word out. We're supporting. Mm, We're supporting you, supporting water, and we're really grateful for all that you're doing for water. Thank you. Well, I'm happy we're allies now, so let's stay in touch. (laughs) Yes, for sure. (laughs) Sounds great. Thank you. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Fourth quarter, this week's top four list. Okay, welcome back to the fourth quarter. That was a, an amazing interview. Really informative by Isabel Friend. Thank you for that. Cheryl, what's our top four list this week? Influenced by Isabel Friend, for sure. Four ways to dive deep into the magic and science of water. Yeah, I like it. Number four, increase your quality of water. Okay. So filter out contaminants and add in minerals like sea salt or rock salt or other minerals and even consider adding hydrogen as well. Okay. Break that down for a regular person in their kitchen right now. What, what can they do? With your water, you can get a good filter system and you can look at Isabel's website for some great filters her water is life.love. You can also get water in, in glass if, if that's possible for you, like maybe you can get it delivered. You can also get water live. Like the number one thing would be if you are near a live spring, that Got would it. be number one to get live water. And then the second thing would be have it delivered in glass. And the third is to get a good, good filter system. So you're filtering out um, whatever you're not meant to drink, like that will affect your lymphatic system, that it'll have to work harder. So I would say invest in the best quality water that you could possibly invest in. Got it. And you could also add, like she was saying, you could add crystals. There's lots of things that you can add to your water to increase the quality of it. Okay. Number three, drink a good quantity of water that would be your weight divided in half drink that many ounces and drink a liter when you wake up that's the most important time when you wake up because you've been sleeping all night and your a lot of water actually releases during your your sleep i like to put lemon in my water in the morning i feel i feel like it helps Helps clear out anything any toxins yeah and drink half hour before each meal or two and a half hours after each meal and then a glass before you go to sleep. Okay. Number two, increase your absorption of water. That would be the adding the hydrogen. You could also give it a structure because water moves. So getting a vortex, you can look at, again, her website, Mm -hmm. have the water moving maybe even like putting it in a blender or something. Just you want the water moving. That's why live water is so 
great. It'll be easier to absorb. And if you need to add something into your water so that it's not just going right through your system that you're absorbing it, you could also add some food, some healthy fats, some chia seeds so that it's, uh, it moves through your system. And you can also eat water dense foods like fruits and vegetables that have a lot of water in them. That's very helpful as well, like cucumbers. Yeah, I'm going to go to, I'm going to spend some time on her site, waterislife.love, because uh, as we were, I was flipping through it last quarter, it's there's just a ton of information on there. A lot of cool really stuff. Is. Very generous with, with what she shares. Yep. And number one, increase your magical connection to water. That sounds with, cool. How do we do that? With sacred sounds. So different okay. sounds that you can have in the water before and during while you're drinking or before and place the water out in the moon and, and see what, see what happens with the taste of it. Do be your own scientist. What, what happens when you drink the water that's been placed in the moon overnight, the full moon, what happens when you have certain sounds or you say something to your water, or you bring out a feeling of love and gratitude as you're drinking or before you're drinking Notice where your water vessels placed and what you can have there for the highest quality. And even, you know, for like your, like Brandon, for your kids, you could have them draw on their, the glass or their cup, you know, what kind of, what they want, what they want to manifest within themselves, perhaps a, a virtue or a quality that they want to, to manifest in their water, bringing out that, that quality or be drawing some beautiful shapes on on the glass as well and, and have the have the most beautiful container that you can have i think these would make great gifts too there's there's so many out there now gorgeous containers and that matters yeah and like even the glass that has crystals that have crystal that's stuck kind of at the bottom of it or um with these multifaceted tree of life type crystal glass containers Right, like, like, so it's interesting. Most people would never drink wine or like really high quality spirits like alcohol, right? You wouldn't drink that in a plastic bottle, right? Just wouldn't taste the same or be the same unless, of course, you're in high school or something. Well, or in a concert, but yeah, no, I hear you. Right, like you want the best quality yep. glass or container because it just adds to the, the the connection to it, the spirit of it. Agreed. Same with water. Mm -hmm. Yeah, makes the sense. Water, yeah. And there's lots of things that you so practice adding different things to your water in a magical way, maybe saying a, a mantra, a catchphrase as you're adding the lemon or the, the strawberries or the cucumber to it or the, the crystals, the, the rock salt. So, okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that uh, that wraps up episode 19. Great job. And Pisces season. And Pisces season. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well. Thanks for listening and any last words of advice, encouragement, or direction for people uh, as we have the spring equinox coming up. Well, happy equinox. Happy equinox. Notice where you need to bring more balance into your life. And maybe it is hydration. Yeah, it is for me, I think. Mm -hmm. Let us know with all this whole episode is filled with things that you can do for, with water the source. I love mm -hmm. that Isabel friend calls it, calls water her and, and that she's as source, not, not a resource, a source and remembering that whatever you can do to remember that is, 
even if it sounds ridiculous, that you can pretend you can pseudo be a pseudo magical water drinker. <laughs> there you go. Hey, if you hear any, but if you hear any screams tonight coming from the North Atlanta part of town, that's just that's just me jumping in the cold shower. But, cold uh, shower. Well, maybe yeah. put on like something appropriate, like a like a um, speedo or something, so that you can have someone video it or take pictures, so we can see. I'll think about that. I think you could do it. I think about yeah, that. Now, now we're all invested. We want to see what happens when. I I think maybe we'll just stick to audio. I'm uh, for this one for this first time. I think it's going to make quite an impression on you and your okay. lymphatic system that's going to be smiling. I, I, I'm weirdly excited about, about this experiment. So I will uh, definitely report back next week on how it went. Okay. All right. Thanks. Great job. We'll see you next week. Happy Equinox. Woohoo. Thank you.